Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Monica, it is a high of 97 degrees. I got to ask you, what is your favorite foods to keep cold? It's 97 degrees. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Hence, I haven't left my house today. <laughs> um, it's got to be, you know, we always keep uh, Otter Pops around the house. And I actually prefer Ooh, those good Otter choice. Pops Great that choice. are all the same color where you can't see different colors. I love those. They're like, I don't know, white. <laughs> are you serious? You want like all the same color, like all red? I want multicolors. I want, give me all the different colors because they all taste the same, right? No, they uh, they stopped making them different colors a while ago. What? Yeah, this is how long I haven't had an Otter Pop. I used to just buy the ones at Costco and they would just have like, what, 100 pack of in Costco mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Can't I don't even know where you can find Otter Pop. It's one of those things where like, where can I get a Charleston shoe? I can't find a Charleston shoe. Ooh, I love Charleston shoes. Right? Exactly. That's a good choice. What? Otter Pops. I like Otter Pop. What's yours? Oh, anything cold. Like, give me all the salads. Give me like the cold watermelon salads. I'll eat cold stuff. That's what, that's, that's what I'll do. Just <laughs> I will go to like the PCC deli and I'll just like anything cold. I'll, I'll eat like a couscous salad and I'll just do like a whole smorgasbord of different cold salad. That's what I'll do. Keep myself cold. <laughs> oh, I love watermelon salads. Anything fruits. Cantaloupe. There's this cantaloupe from Oregon. There's a certain farm that's like the sweetest in the world. And I've been like raving about it to all my friends the last couple of weeks. And I think this is at the tail end of the season now because they're they've no longer can grow it. But ice cold cantaloupe or watermelon or just anything I just throw in the fridge that can be cold. Strawberries, mm. things like that. Yeah. Just give me all that. It all sounds good. Definitely. I saw people grilling and I'm just like on top of like a high heat grill with meat, that sounds logical. But I was like, at the same time, I don't want to be the person in the fire pit grilling. <laughs> Is it, am I just wrong or what? No, you're not wrong. People are bananas. There's nothing happening in my house. You know what we're having for dinner? We are ordering Tutabella because it's buy three pizzas, get one free. So we are ordering four pizzas and that's what we're going to eat for two days. We're not cooking. <laughs> Two days or two hours. I'm thinking just two no, hours, <laughs> No, you know, I eat less when it's like 100 degrees, Nelson. It's too hot. That's true. So true. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope everyone out there is keeping themselves cool. It is hot, you guys. 97. I was out yesterday, Monica. You were out yesterday. It was at 87. I think I got my neck got burnt because I had to sit in the sun. I was the sacrificial <laughs> lamb when our other two friends of the podcast sat in the shade. But I was okay. As long as I got to spend time with friends, I'm okay. But now I'm just like, man, I, I'm feeling the back of my neck right now. I was like, oh, yep, that's burnt. That's sore. I was like, yeah, that hurts. Nelson, but- <laughs> it is floppy hat season. You need floppy hats in your car. Oh, I don't wear hats. You know that, Monica. It is itchy. It doesn't feel good. I always have to scratch and just like, I do not do hats. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. Well, hmm. well, welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode 101. New streak. We're going streaking. We're going streaking, everyone. It's a new streak. We're doing a new one. Going to get to 200 in no time. Monica, how's everything going? Did you enjoy episode 100 and the break that we had? We didn't have a break. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just like, when, when was this alleged break? No, it was really fun. <laughs> Wendy's the best. She's so nice. And... 
you know, I just I love that she was on the show. Yeah, it was so fun having her on. It's like she gave us some really good recommendations. I've been posting mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah, back to our regularly scheduled program, though, for today, this week. Let's go ahead and start it off. Yes. Sounds like you have something exciting to tell us. I do. I do. Now, we do have something coming up this week. Monica, have you ever wanted to smoke a brisket like Jack does from Jack's Barbecue? Have you ever late at night, one in the morning, I'm on Amazon is like, you know, it'd be cool. I'm going to buy a smoker. <laughs> no, am I the only one? I don't know. <laughs> I just Well, I, I have a smoker. It was really expensive. It does take a while to do the brisket, but it, it is kind of cool. Yeah. Monica just bought a green egg. You guys She's awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't just buy it, <laughs> but yes, I have a big green egg. If we want to be like that. <laughs> yes, I have one. I was kidding. You do have a green egg. That's amazing. Yeah. I'll be over tonight. I'll be oh. over tonight. You'll see me at 1 a.m. I'm going to put the brisket on so that yeah. it'll be ready by like 3, for, 3 p.m. Yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, That'll 14 hour smoke. Let's do it. <laughs> That'll be perfect. I no, thought you I, I had one. I didn't know you had one. I Had I known, I would have bought a bunch of ribs and a bunch of brisket and I would have came at like 11 p.m. and just <laughs> plopped it on a smoker, went back home and then come back at like 12 p.m. the next day. And there's like let it smoke. That's what I would do. That's I what I always want to do. Like They're not, they're not cheap. <laughs> I know they're not cheap, but that's, I've always wanted to have a smoker in my backyard because I love waking up at two in the morning just to check on my meats. That's what I want to do. (laughs) It doesn't everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Well, you can, for this coming Saturday, the first time Jack's Barbecue is having an online training class from 5 to 7 p.m. August 22nd. You'll get to learn so much, including the history of Central Texas smoked meats, which is what Jack's Barbecue does. You get to learn how to trim brisket and ribs, how to feel for doneness, how to hold and slice smoked meats, and so much more. Tickets can be purchased on eventbrite.com, and you'll get the class, the smoked meats, vacuum sealed, Jack's Barbecue apron, spice rubs, and sauces that you can pick up prior to to Saturday. And then, Monica, for all those like me for extra credit, you can also purchase an uncooked double R ranch brisket to trim as you follow the class. So they're going to be trimming it and you can do it at the same time. It's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. You know me, I love brisket. Brisket is always my litmus test for barbecue. Mm-hmm. It's like it's either the smoke ring, the fattiness is like that's always determines whether this place has good barbecue or not. And I, mm-hmm. I think Jack's Barbecue, the fatty brisket, always, you always get the fatty brisket there. Mm-hmm. So, so delicious. Yeah. As I mentioned, you can purchase the tickets on eventbrite.com and through Saturday, you make sure you want to get the class and sign up for it before Saturday because you'll have to go to Jack's Barbecue to pick up all of your goods beforehand. Mm. All right. And then Monica, what did we eat this week? I I did some things. How about you? Yeah, I was really hungry because apparently we didn't eat anything last week. (laughs) (laughs) We missed that whole segment. That's okay. People can look through our stories. They can yes. they can see what we do. Live vicariously through us, guys. Live mm-hmm. vicariously through us. All right. Well, this week started out for me a delivery from Sip and Smile. I believe you got some stuff from Sip and Smile too, yes? Yes, I did. They are, if you're not familiar, a new business that's set to open in Renton on August 25th. Both Monica and I got a sneak preview. I sampled their Pandan Smile Tea, and they also gave me a signature coffee as well. You know me, I love sandwiches, so I had to get all three of their sandwiches. I got the egg salad, the smoked salmon, and the paradise, which is with pears as well as Lao sausage. Monica, I think that was my favorite, the paradise. What do you think? 
Well, first of all, we ordered exactly the same thing, so that's pretty weird. Um, I got the same drinks and the same sandwiches. I love the oh. smoked salmon sandwich, so I really like that freshness of the cucumber and dill. And of course, we just love salmon here in the Pacific Northwest, so that was perfect. I love their sandwiches. I don't know. I just I'm a sandwich fan. I I know amongst us two, I'm the sandwich guy. But mm-hmm. yeah, with the chocopan bread, I think is I think it just went well. I don't know. I ate them really fast and. <laughs> Give me a good egg salad, Monica, every day. Yeah, I'm all about it. I'm, yeah. I'm there for it. <laughs> so that kickstarted the week. And then Wednesday, I joined the Yelp Elite virtual event, picked up my ramen and sushi kits for Marenji Sushi and Noodles in Issaquah. Obviously, very convenient for me. I didn't even have to get out of my pajamas, Monica. I was like, basketball shorts, get in my car, pick up my kit, and then get back home. So <laughs> <laughs> I also went to Happy Lemon and got a dragon fruit slush afterwards. And I paid nine plus dollars for it, Monica. Let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to bereave my wallet, Monica. That one hurt really <laughs> hard. Nine plus dollars. What's the most you've ever paid for bubble tea, Monica? I am really triggered by this. Nine dollars. I paid nine dollars for this. I don't know. I just, whenever I go places, I just pay whatever they ask. I never really know. And sometimes I'll look and sometimes I won't. So I'm terrible. But did you get a bunch of add-ons? Is that why it was so expensive? All I added was crystal boba. That's all I did. That's- well, that's an extra $5 right there, Nelson. Yeah, I know. Crystal boba. <laughs> it's it's clear boba. They have to take the color out of it. <laughs> what, what was I thinking? Was it like, where are they injecting crystal Pepsi into it? Is that why it was like so expensive? Because crystal Pepsi is so hard to find these days. I don't know what happened. What's going on? Wow. Like $9.25. That's how much it cost me. What just happened? Did I order a bubble waffle to go with it? I have no idea. I was just like, what happened? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. that's super expensive. Moving on to Thursday, I was in Georgetown with some friends of the podcast. Monica, I'm not going to name these people's names anymore. People, I'm just going to, let's just keep going. <laughs> so <laughs> we checked out the new restaurant, Mezzanote, formerly of Barcia Dad. We got pretty much all the pastas, including the burrata. You have to get the burrata. I think my favorite was probably the tripoline, which is the lamb ragu. Mm. Why have one dinner when you can have two, Monica? After Mezzanote, we decided, <laughs> hey, let's go around the corner to Sneaky Tiki. And we got fried chicken from Cookies Country Chicken. They're currently operating out of Sneaky Tiki's kitchen. You don't want to miss this fried chicken, everyone. It is so worth it. Monica, fried chicken. Yes, we found a new spot. You have to go check us out. No, yeah. People have been telling me to go for a while, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hardly ever go to Georgetown. Except for like that one time we went on that crawl, we went to like six or seven places. But, <laughs> no, I'm really glad to hear that you guys went. But even just last week, somebody was telling me to go again. Yeah, you have to check out Cookies Country Fried Chicken, you guys. It is really, really good. They gave us a bunch of food, including chicken sandos too as well. And they're telling me they just sell two chicken sandos alone because... Workers out in Georgetown, they don't want the sides or anything like that because they come in during lunch yeah. and they're just like, I just want two chicken sandwiches, inhale them and like go back to work. And I'm like, mm-hmm. those are my kind of people, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> my people, my people. Yeah, that's a raving review. You know, I love chicken. So uh, yeah, go. yeah, you, I want to go back. That's how good it is, guys. It is. You got the Nelson stamp approval. I even spoke in third person right there, guys. That's how good it is. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, Nelson never speaks in third person, guys. <laughs> <laughs> then on Friday, I was in Renton. So I picked up some pod thai and crispy garlic chicken from Ocha Kitchen and Bar on Main Street in, down in downtown Renton. Finally, 
picked up my August dessert box from Bell's Pastries at Champion Wine Cellars in Greenwood. Monica, what'd you think of your dessert box? Oh, I love my dessert box. Um, Me too. <laughs> completely loved it. <laughs> my favorite was the puff, the peaches and cream puff. Oh my God. I have to agree. The caramel apple tart. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what the caramel was. I had to DM Jasmine just to ask, like, what's the caramel? <laughs> She goes like, it's for the caramel apple tart, silly. And I'm like, I had to read the description. I was like, oh, yeah, that caramel silly. just like flew right past me. The, the word caramel flew right past me. It was just like, I was just like on autopilot. I was just like, okay. But yeah, I, I ate that up really fast. I was like, it's it's no longer available, guys, because it's in my stomach. I, I loved it so much. I got to taste test it last week. And then I loved it so much. I bought it this week. <laughs> so, so good. To end that Saturday, we went to Mean Sandwich and we grabbed lunch out there. I love their outdoor patio. I love mm -hmm. people having outdoor patios. They're being really creative, but mm -hmm. Mean Sandwich has always had like an outdoor patio in the back of their restaurant. We got the Dam Burger, which is two smashed quarter pound dry aged patties with a shop made yellow mustard and loaded skins and ends. You guys, you got to get this burger. We were craving burgers. Oh my goodness. The bun, the smashed burgers, everything was perfect. You guys got to get this burger. It is so, so good if you've never heard of it. It's like mean sandwich. Check it out. No, oh, they looked really good. A lot of burgers, a lot of burgers, you guys. Yeah, I haven't had a good burger in a long time. That one was met all my cravings. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good. good to yeah. know. Good to know. All right. And then Monica, what have you been eating? Let's see. In the last week, I went to Brunch Box, which is a pop-up that operates out of Opus Co. in Greenwood on the weekends. And so it's the chefs behind the concept. They work at Opus for dinner service. And so on the weekends, they just do brunch. On Sunday, I grabbed a Copa Banana Cabana bubble tea. So listen to this, Nelson. It's got banana milk, sweet tea, coconut jellies, maple bubbles, and pandan whip. So there is a lot going on in this very sweet drink. In terms of the food, you know, I never make empanadas. And so I love to buy them from people because I love them so much. I just hate to make them. And so these ones were filled with breakfast chorizo, potatoes, chili cheese, scrambled eggs, and cilantro crema for dipping. And then they have this uh, special called Sunday Ride or Die special. And so that's a surprise dish where you don't know what it is, but you just order it and you pick it up. So last week it was a, a breakfast burrito. I mean, you got to be a little adventurous. Uh, mm -hmm. They kind of tell you what the proteins are in case you have allergies or anything. But it had chili fried rice, potato, ginger carnitas, egg, avocado, and it was for dipping galleon salsa verde. And so it was really good. And what I love about this business is that for every every box, brunch box that you purchase, they actually match it and donate a box to the community for people who need food. So that's pretty fantastic. That's really cool. And you have to really trust them if you're going to get a ride or die. Right. <laughs> <Special>. right. <laughs> right. I didn't know what to expect, but it was it all worked out really nicely. So I loved it. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. It's like a surprise. Yeah, yeah, it's a surprise. And then, I don't know, Sunday was kind of warm too. So we just randomly took off to Nutty Squirrel and Magnolia. So I've talked about them before. I'm not going to say a lot. But what I will say is one of the things that I saw is that they were supporting other pop-ups. And so like they had a baker inside um, since they're closed for seating. And they also had like a community group set outside on the sidewalk. And so I love seeing that where businesses are trying to help other folks um, get the word out on whatever they're working on. So follow them on social media to see if there's anything new going on. Awesome. 
Yeah, and let's see how Friday, I know you probably saw this one, <laughs> Nelson, Michael and I uh, went for a picnic in Everett. And so I did not, I repeat, I did not go to Tukwila. <laughs> Michael and I went to Everett and we stopped by Zoe's Fried Chicken Sandwiches first and we grabbed a classic and a bacon avocado chicken sandwich. The fried chicken is battered and fried crisp. So this is the first time I've had the chicken sandwiches there. I've had the wings before. But it was really juicy inside and it was served with crinkle cut fries. And there's something about crinkle cut fries that just remind me of being a kid. And so I love those. And then on our way to the park, we just we drove by King Noodle. So we stopped there for a bowl of handful of noodles because everyone knows eating soup at a park during a pandemic is where it's at. It's, it's like a terrific idea. So <laughs> I had to do that. So it was a nice day, nice picnic. We didn't cover what we ate last week, but Monica, I also checked out Zoe's fried chicken sandwiches mm -hmm. just before we took the ferry out to Whidbey Island. Mm -hmm. I got pretty much identically the same. One of my <laughs> other friends got the bacon avocado Sammy. I got the classic. Next time, I want to get one of those other nice sandwiches like the Cordon Bleu and then the mm -hmm. Mushroom and Swiss. My other friend got that one. That one looked way loaded. Or mm -hmm. hot tip, guys, if you want, get the classic sandwich and add bacon to it. But yeah, Ooh. I was I was a fan of these sandwiches. I will go mm -hmm. back and get more of these sandwiches. But just to let everyone know, they take a while to get your food done. Call in your order and wait like 20 minutes before mm -hmm. coming in to go pick it up because that's how long it, it took us. I think it took us a little bit longer, maybe like 25 mm -hmm. minutes. So it was quite a bit of a wait because of the staff. It's so worth it though. Yeah, I loved it. I can't wait to go back again. So that was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Where did I go? Oh, yeah. I went to Kona Kitchen. They serve takeout in Maple Leaf. So the restaurant is not open for dining. I got a mochiko chicken plate. You know, they make it different than my mochiko chicken. But, you know, chicken was cooked well. And, you know, Hawaiian style plate lunch is always my jam. But I like my mochiko chicken. I know you do too, Nelson. I do. I like your <laughs> chicken. But I do like Kona Kitchen. I'm always a fan of Kona Kitchen. Totally. And then Monica, you ate some cold stuff too. I saw you. I saw you got some nutty squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. So when I stopped by Nutty Squirrel, I actually ended up getting um, a couple of scoops. And, you know, on a hot day, there's like you said, there's nothing beating like ice cold treats. And so getting a scoop of chocolate fondante and the stracciatella, I mean, that's really nice. I was looking for something fruity, but I didn't. You know me, I'm not a real fruit person for the sorbetto. And, and Tolga makes fantastic sorbettos, but um, nothing was catching my eye. And so I went with the creamy instead. But guys, the sorbetto's on point two. I'm team stracciatella. Give me all mm. the stracciatella if I had to choose. It's not in season. Pear is always like a winter fruit. So yeah. I love their pear gelato oh, whenever so they can get it. I'm waiting for fall to come through. Just like, me come too. through, guys. Let's do it. It's weird because I enjoy the fall flavors as well that Tolga puts out. I mean, something about those seasonal offerings is so nice. All right. Lots of good eats, Monica. Mm -hmm. That was pretty good. Did Michael bring you any macadons or did they just, would they just melt because it's so hot? It's 86 degrees. Yesterday. Oh, no. Um, no, he was doing some deliveries, but no, he didn't bring me any because, I mean, we're just friends. I don't, I don't hang out with him for macadons or for ice cream. <laughs> we're just, we're just friends. <laughs> just hanging out. Just hanging just out. Hanging Love out. it. Yeah. Just hanging out. Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, Monica, we do have a fun interview today. I don't know. Mm. Well, all our interviews are always fun. I don't know why I always <laughs> describe it as fun, but this one's actually a unique one, guys. I think you'll want to have a listen. You're probably familiar with him. This week's guest is with the artist Dozfi. You've probably known him all around Seattle for his work. You've seen it on menus all over Seattle, currently on murals and boards all around Seattle. He's very talented with his signature style on black backgrounds. We talk about everything from how he got started to his upcoming projects. Here's our interview with the artist Dosfi. 
Hey everyone, tonight I am with the artist Dosfi. If you have not seen his artwork or not familiar with it, it is all over Seattle as well as restaurants in Seattle. Dosfi, thanks for you so much for coming on. Well, thank you. It's an honor. I really do appreciate and love what you are doing, so keep it up. You already know, I'm a huge fan of your artwork. I think it's been two or three years now. I don't know. Every time I see you, just an admirer of people that can do the things that you do because I cannot draw worth of my life. <laughs> just seeing how you're able to do this on the scale that you do your art on, it's amazing. I'm really excited to have you on. That's an honor. You know, I remember the first time you attended one of our Eat With Your Eyes experiences. Mm -hmm. That was about three years ago, if I remember correctly. And it was a very intimate. I think you probably went to one of our first or second Still trying to figure out the kinks of that. Mm -hmm. It's really honored that you joined and then you brought your friends. And I, ho I, I hope you had a great time because we had a great time. Everything has grown in, from that experience and on. I appreciate it. And I, 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 like I said, I, I love what you do. I want to help you any way I can. Perfect. Let's just start from the beginning. How did Dosfi get started? And how did you come up with such a unique idea about menu art? Because I think that's how I first recognized you from that. Yeah. Dosfi, the name is always the, like the first thing that people like ask about. And it started off with like in high school, pretty much I wanted to create a, like a you know a pseudo name so that my parents wouldn't know that I'm doing art on the side <laughs> as well as you know being an Asian family you've got to maintain your academics mm -hmm. and so I like the phrase it's a doozy but I, th I didn't want to be called doozy and I go that's way too confusing and then I love Confucianism I combined confusing with doozy and made Dosfi so that's how that origin came about and then to answer your question about the menu art it actually started in Atlanta I moved to Seattle five years ago I would say about like maybe six months prior to that move I was with a group of friends and we were at a bar and I was drawing on a receipt and I, I forgot what I drew exactly, but I just I just doodle. I crumpled it up, threw it in the trash can and it went to the restroom. And when I came back, the friends at the, our table were like, one of them was digging through the trash, looking through us like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I like, I like your work. I want to keep it. And our mutual friend who works in the restaurant industry at the table was like, you should just draw on menus because we print the menus out once a day or once a week. And so that was the first light bulb. And then the second aha moment was at Leon's full service bar in Decatur, Georgia, which is a kind of suburb of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I drew on the drink menu a lion and gave it to the kitchen staff because most of my friends worked in the back of the house as a gift. And then I came back three to four months later so which is close to when I was moving to about to move to Seattle they taped it up on a refrigerator like you know how you tape your kids or families drawing <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was kind of cool and I was like y'all kept that he's like dude we love it and so that was a, <laughs> that was the second aha moment so that's kind of the genesis of menu art I, I owe it to you all like supporters and fans that love the artwork and so I just made it to like a tribute to people who like our work and like what we do yeah absolutely it's amazing I've seen it in so many restaurants I've seen it all over I mean in Seattle it's it's everywhere Fremont Bowl I mean there's yeah. so many places I just see it at I just like oh there it is like Taku when you do that is it hard to create large murals like I was just recently at the food hall in, in Lincoln Square mm -hmm. and you created that I think it was a giant prosciutto like a prosciutto, prosciutto ham yeah, like yeah. 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 Is it really difficult creating something in such a large scale? Well, you know, you've been to the dinners and so you probably know the backstory of of the menu art in itself. Mm -hmm. So when I create the menu art at restaurants, they're all inspired either from the food because I'm inspired by food or the yeah. interior design of the spaces. But what I didn't know indirectly was that the menu art became what my story, a sketchbook does for an artist. So mm -hmm. like your catalog of ideas. To answer your original question is, is it hard to transition from that to a mural? Mm-hmm. 
in essence, having done like 2000 plus uh, menu arts, I mean, it's like 2000 drawings, having an idea to create it, to fit a wall, a mural space, bathroom tiles, stuff like that. That transition isn't hard. The hard part is, and this is why I take good credit to the team is figuring out what materials you need to get the same effect mm. onto like brick wall or, you know, plaster wall or tiles. The idea aspect is now almost seamless because the menu art has taught me how to execute ideas in a really efficient manner but knowing materials and how to get the same effect onto a wall that's the biggest hurdle that we always face tell me a little bit about team dosby because i thought it was always just you for some reason in my head because yeah. i'm just tell me about your whole team so let me tell you about our team coronavirus time now because okay <laughs> it's crazy what's going on when i moved to seattle and i restarted menu art because i had actually grew a tiny following in atlanta mm -hmm. within the restaurant community so that was the plan when we moved to seattle we would do the same thing because we replicate the same kind of format and i was very fortunate that the seattle restaurant community accepted it so you probably know places we've met like chef eduardo mm -hmm. soma kamenegi shoda mm -hmm. or at that time madonna and taku and such forth that the list goes on creating that relationship through the menu art has been such a crucial piece because in itself i got to observe like how do you run a team how do you get people to make an idea become a reality to make it a living if that makes any sense yes what i found out is like with the relationships we have with the restaurants i always say the chef and me are kind of the same lines because we're both creative and we're both passionate about something the question is how do you make that creativity and passion into a real living thing and it takes people so Team Dosby involves people who help figure out like for the murals. So we really have three departments. We have the menu art, which is really just me, my wife, when we go out to eat, like you probably see us. Mm -hmm. And then it's the mural department, which they help figure out what sources, what materials we need to execute certain projects and like what projects really fit in brand of Dosby. Because yes. if you, everything you see, you're like, oh, that's a Dosby piece. That's done cognitively by the team members, which is outside of me. It's all and I'm a videographer. It's all women. That's why I think the female mind is incredible because they they see the big picture and then the last department before we had to shut it down is the live art department which we involved our live art events and we can see that on dosby.net mm -hmm. uh, when we did amazon with the coasters or yep. you, you kind of saw it with your eyes that was the the pre like the pre live art where you get to see these events but how do we incorporate art infused with it the last component is our videographer who's our editor right now we had to like downsize tremendously from the covid we were able to do that because everybody part of the team makes it happen two most important people i had to haven't mentioned is my wife who's probably my best critic ever because she <laughs> tells me straight up what is good and not good <laughs> mm -hmm. and then my manager who helps organize everything so like you probably see which probably gonna allude to is these board murals from the community we knocked out 65 of them how do you do that wow. in an efficient manner yeah so yeah. that's the thing it's like you, you when you have a good team involved they let, let me do what i do best is which is make art but they help handle all the other stuff like what supplies do we need timing and stuff like that I think that's so awesome. I just remember pre-COVID, this was like several years ago, you were at an art festival and you were drawing on oyster shells. And yep. I thought that was so unique and so creative. I thought that was interesting touch. Let me ask you a question about your, just your unique style. How did you come up with deciding to draw on a black canvas? Yeah. You do majority of that stuff on, on a black canvas. Oh, that's a great question. I was trained in fine arts in college and portraiture. So I'm really, I have a lot of skill sets, whether it be Chinese brush making, painting, oil painting, acrylic, print making, all that stuff. So I actually love color and stuff like that. But when I moved to Fresno for, 
a job. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with Ansel Adams' uh, black and white photos. Uh, yes. Especially with the, yeah, you know, uh, Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And so I, I made it a kind of a goal is like, well, can I draw his black and white photos illustratively with just white ink on black paper? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what started everything. And so I kept on working at that. And note that I wasn't trying to get photorealistic. I was just trying to develop my own visual language from it. Mm-hmm. This is kind of what you see now. It's almost like 10 years ago. 10 yeah. years ago, that's what you're seeing. So that's what you see now predominantly of my work, the style that I'm interested in. That's just a personal question for me. I've always no, loved it. I was like seeing it. I was like, wow, it's it's really interesting. Just the way it's done and whether you do it in like gold or white or whatever it is, it just really pops out to me. Yeah. I mean, I think Seattle would appreciate it the most now because my drawing style has come from not from like portraiture or fine arts painting and the impressionistic times, but also from like anime and how you like kind of draw uh, with an anime style where you get a few lines kind of ex- explain a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You've seen it in person when I draw. It's, just, it's really kind of quick, but it's years and years of just practicing to get to that point. I don't know. Just masterful. <laughs> That's yeah, how I describe it. it. No, I'm honored. Yeah, I'm glad you... It's good to hear people appreciate that because some people you could you, you could just take for granted, but it's actually years of practice. It's like the Malcolm Gladwell rule. Like I put in my 10,000 hours in. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me talk about how you're supporting the Seattle community right now, because you've done, you said 65 boards. Yeah. If you count like each board as an individual piece, mm-hmm. it's 65 boards. And I thought the coolest was uh, the one in Taitung where you did a collaboration. Mm. Uh, Linda Lee, Bruce Lee's wife, actually gave you a nice shout out. Yeah. That's I mean, how they describe it. Yeah. I mean, we can work backwards from there. Yeah. So uh, I first want to say, so we did, that was a collaboration with uh, Shara Paints. It was her Instagram, mm-hmm. Shara Paints. She actually did the portraits, which she does a great, fabulous talent. And she actually is like, doesn't work in that field. She actually does like, I think furniture making. Um, oh, amazing. So she, okay. So she, and I were talking to this gentleman named Shay and Pert. They were part of the support ID Facebook group when it was open. Because mm-hmm. I think now it's closed now. Yeah. And they wanted to beautify the boards all in the National District. And they had a close relationship with the owner of Tai Tung. When we sat down with uh, all four of us, Shay, me, Shara, and the owner of Tai Tung, he was just talking about like how Bruce Lee would come here when he was at, I think he was at UW. He was still a student at UW. Yep. But, and then that's where he met, you know, his wife mm-hmm. and they would go he'd come down there and eat and we we're like okay so we want to make a tribute to it and then so then it was this kind of culmination of a lot of factors like the b water espn 30 for 30 yes uh, video mm-hmm. just came out and so that was like very moving black lives matter protests were happening the visual signs of the yellow and black signs was interesting and then the owner said hey i want an alcove i want a dragon and so i was just like okay credit to share that she actually had a sketch already of the faces i'm like you should just make that into a big painting I mm-hmm. will work around that because I've worked with enough artists that I can collaborate really well and seamlessly. Mm-hmm. And so with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bruce Lee, there's many histories behind that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a student at Bruce Lee. They did a right. movie, Game of Death. Game of Death, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. The owners loved Into the Dragon. So I was like, okay, we'll make a dragon. But my comment was, let's make it just yellow background and black on top because it fits m- multiple layers. Asian, Black Lives Matter. And then we can make a dragon into it. So it, it gives a tribute to both movies and those two iconic people that have helped both communities really glad with what happened to that piece and you've been also doing other murals around because i've seen the stay strong seattle with the space Mm -hmm. needle around too as well in multiple locations 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just awesome that you are just helping out the community that way. Yeah. So the menu art, when we were started getting in, you know, Washington with the first case of COVID was one of the first mm-hmm. people, first states to start quarantine. And so I was talking to Copine, the restaurant with Jill, and I was like, hey, would it be really cool if we made one menu art piece that resembles unity and, you know, Seattle being like the forefront? After a couple of menu arts, the stay strong image of a space, you know, which acts like a beacon, a lighthouse was one. And then putting a heart and the word stay strong, we thought was, and a green heart, I should say, because of the Emerald City of Seattle Mm -hmm. was a strong image. And so that actually... Like, like I said, the menu art has always been like a sketchbook. That was the first birth of that image. When the storefronts started boarding up, restaurants and storefronts, I was like, well, that'd be a really cool image just to repeat so that people can have that message. What I can say is, uh, what I could just, we're working with the Space Needle to launch merchandise with that image mm-hmm. so that people can donate to their causes. And so we're really, really, really happy and flattered that people have resonated with that Stay Strong image. It is very resonating message. And to me, I, I love it. It's very iconic right now. I see it everywhere. So that's good. Thank you. Can you tell us what we can look forward to for Dosby? What's in the near future? Dosby, the team, we are still trying to do boards for whatever storefronts need it. We're, we're kind of at this crossroads right now because we start opening up and the boards were coming down. We were trying to figure out what to do. So we were able to collect some of the boards. It's got to be collected because from our hearing is we go back to a fit, like to phase one or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We kind of, we are prepared to make more boards. The people on the team on that were came from the live art actually. So we're ready for that. If anybody knows any restaurants or storefronts that are boarded up and they want some Dosby art, give us a holler I'm on Instagram. You can direct message us or you can email us at Dosby at me.com. We'll do that. Sure. We now opened up a private commission department. So I've been working on a lot of private pieces for people to give us a gifts or wedding anniversaries or graduation gifts and stuff like that. Been really busy with that. And so if you're interested, again, email us. If things start opening up, we do have some now pending live art events that people can attend and they did follow at Dosby on Instagram. They can hear those announcements. So those are probably the three main things that are happening right now. That's awesome. Motivation for us to get better and yeah. get the numbers down so we can see more of your live work. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I'm, you know, I'm hoping that we can all see each other before the 2020 year ends. <laughs> yes. I have two more questions to ask you. Sure. I know you and your wife are foodies. Can you <laughs> tell us some of your favorite spots or some of your favorite spots you've been getting takeout lately? Well, let me put it this way. The takeout spots that we usually get, like you mentioned, Fremont Bowl, we just got it that. Mm-hmm. Especially now that a lot of restaurants are now got the takeout or delivery option down, that mm-hmm. it's more, the timing's way better. We got it from Kamenegi, Eduardo's June Baby Sunday chicken was amazing. And having yeah. been able to get that without waiting in line anymore, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. Yep. I didn't know about this because we just did a mural at Matcha Man. Uh-huh. Now they have a storefront. They haven't opened up yet. So I really wait. I'm, I'm anticipating when they open up. Because of that Georgetown neighborhood, they introduced to uh, is it Deep Sea and... Deep Sea Sugar, yep. The yeah, cakes. Yeah. So yeah, we got some cakes there. It was delicious. And so we're kind of exploring areas that we didn't even get a chance to. It's almost like we're going down all the way down to like Renton and Kent and White Center to try all their new places. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I love that you guys are just widening your range, trying out places. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's why I said it's great with, with Instagram and like like you, the foodie community is like, hey, <laughs> you should try this place. And so we are trying now, now that we're like tired of cooking. <laughs> yeah. Last question. Where can we find Dosfi on social media as well as your website? Tell us all, all the places where we can find you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the team does a great job. 
Dosfy on Instagram, so at Dosfy, D-O-Z-F-Y, is built towards menu art, now board murals because of where we are with COVID. And then if you want to see our special projects, like what we do for private commissions, indoor murals, when we had live art, what we did for live art, that is at Dosfy Works. So D-O-Z-F-Y-W-O-R-K-S. Mm-hmm. That's also on Instagram. If you want to see our videos and if you want to subscribe to our list where we send out videos to, to tell you all the things we've been doing, uh, subscribe to dosfi.net. That is built towards the videos. And then that that's really the moment those three channels we like to focus on during these COVID times that you can find out everything we're doing because we do enough already. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us about your story and, and your whole team. It's I yeah. think it's awesome. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, I think the team, I think, I think you and uh, Moni B for what y'all do on this podcast. Keep it up. I really hope that we can all meet again in person, face to face and larger groups. That- a full dinner table with a lazy Susan. Absolutely. That's, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Dosby. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that was our interview with the artist Dosby. Monica, during the interview, he told me he has drawn on 60 different boards out all around Seattle with their with the Stay Strong Seattle note that he's been doing with his signature artwork. That's crazy. 65 boards all around. You've probably seen them all around Seattle. Yeah, I haven't seen 60, but that's definitely a lot. And I love the work that he and other artists have been doing. And what I think we take for granted is that's a piece of beauty, but also, you know, that's their living, you know. And so I love to find ways to try to give back to the artists who are contributing to the community as well. Just to remind everyone, it's Team Dosfi. Like he's the artist, but there's a team all behind it. And Monica, this team is made up of all females. Other than the videographer, it's a whole team of females. So girl power, it's awesome. He was explaining it to me during the interview. It's just the female creative mind. He just loves working with them. And they're just, it's awesome that he has a whole team of females behind him. Yeah, always girl power. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. That's pretty fun. That was a good interview. Good show today. Rock solid. I'm going to have to give it four and a half stars on Yelp. I'll do that oh, afterwards. Okay. Yes. Okay. We'll if Yelp, if Yelp gives it a half star. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little foreshadowing of next week's interview, I guess. Hint, hint. Yeah. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun too. Are you just always doing the fun stuff, Nelson? Oh yeah. I'm always doing the fun stuff. Yes, of course. <laughs> I lead a relatively boring life. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Nah, boring life is getting fried chicken sandwiches and then deciding to go and get noodles afterwards. But then again, I got fried chicken after I got pasta, so I can't say it for myself. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Monica, what is wrong with us? We can't can't just eat one meal. We have to do multiple meals. (laughs) I know. It's like we're all eating dinner. It's just like, so where are we going for second dinner? (laughs) Right. And then where are we going for dessert? (laughs) It's even worse when we're with friends too. Yeah. Friends, it's just like, well, where else are we eating? Because it's like, okay, like this isn't enough for us. (laughs) I I definitely think it's worse with friends because when you and I are together, like I was thinking last time you and I were together, you know, we're thinking about going for, you know, bubble tea or dessert afterwards. You're just like, no, I'm going to go. I'm just like, yeah, I want to go too. So like we only went to the one place. So with us, like I I feel like we can get out of it pretty easy. But once you get like four to six people, it's just like, uh oh. I think it's even worse when we are at a different location. 
mm-hmm. like somewhere that we normally don't go to, Fragile Way, that's like mm-hmm. far out, or mm-hmm. Kent, or further up north in Linwood. And so I'm not there regularly. So I was like, I need to get hit up as many places I can in one meal as I could before I feel satisfied coming back home. That's a, that's my demeanor there. Yeah, totally. No, I get it. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right, everyone. Well, that's our show for tonight. Monica, great show. Anything to say before we end the show? No, um, I'm hoping it just cools off just a little bit. I mean, I love these summers, but I'd like it more if it was about 75. <laughs> I always tell people we have the greatest summers here because it's not too hot, not too cold. 75 is perfect for like the next two months. And that's that's the best summers. That's why I don't like to travel out of here. This 97 thing. I don't like Arizona, guys. So tell so can someone just email the weather people just to like lower it down like a, yeah, turn it 20 down degrees, a turn yeah. it down 20 a degrees, notch. not just a notch, like couple notches. Oh, couple my God. Notches. Couple notches. <laughs> All right. (laughs) All right, everyone. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Stay cold out there and happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.